You're listening to Not Having It All, a film and TV podcast with some lifestyle thrown in for good measure. This week, me and Neha are joined by our American pals, Courtney and Rachel. We're giving you some nostalgia this week with our rundown of the best romantic comedies from the noughties. In part one, we cover the years 2000 to 2002, including Bridget Jones's Diary, The Wedding Planner, About a Boy, and so much more. So stick on those headphones, increase that volume, and get ready to add more onto that ever-growing watch list of yours. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. Surviving. How are you? I'm doing yeah, good. I think, you know, considering, you know. Yeah. It's that wild. good? That's what it is. Today it's, I walked um, to the dining room. It was really nice in there. There's some sun. <laughs> I actually had a dream last night that I was going on holiday and it was like post pandemic and I was like worrying in the airport like, but are we sure it's all God? Are we sure it's all God? And they were like, it's fine, ma'am. Please get on the plane. I was like, it's I fine, ma'am. It's a very polite dream. Yeah, God, I would kill to go on a vacation right now. Yeah. It's $49 to fly to New York round trip from the West Coast. Gosh, oh. I looked at um, holidays just randomly, and you can literally go to, like, an all-inclusive trip to the Caribbean for, like, £700. Yeah, I think weeks. they said um, if... I mean, obviously, you can't really go to China right you now. Can't go but anyway. if, yeah, if I in Reno, Nevada, wanted to go to China, I think round trips like two hundred bucks, which is like Jesus. wild. Oh, but like they are still doing flights because I was in the garden today and I saw a flight, so I don't. Yeah, that. yeah, they're still doing flights, but it's very minimal. Um, to the point where they'll even fly for one person. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wild. That's very environmentally friendly. I, I think mm. some. Um, airlines are also just flying empty planes to maintain their um, like turf essentially if you don't like send a certain amount of planes up in your area like at for a, a certain amount of time you lose your privileges Oh, yeah. Snap. yeah. It's also probably good to keep them running because it's almost like if you think about a car, if you let a car sit for yeah. too long, it might not start, which yeah. I'm assuming mine's not going to do. <laughs> so, I mean, it's probably for the planes to just like keep their engines rolling and yeah. sit too long. That's so strange, mm. isn't it? It's wild. It's, it's crazy times. It really is. Um, but yeah, we're going to take another nostalgia trip this week. We're yeah. going to back to 2000 to 2009, a.k.a. the noughties. Or what does your boyfriend call it, Rachel? That's really weird. <laughs> the aughts. Aughts. A-U-G-H-T-S. Yeah, he said the aughts. And then that I guess when you get to 2010, it's something different, but I don't even know. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, just the tens, I think. It's going to be weird when we get to like the 20s, because like we've already... Had the, I know we were in the 20s. God, yeah. we are. Very tired. It's just because March was so long. There's like, yeah. there's no oh concept of time. March and was five a- years it's long. It's April, right? Yeah. yeah. It's April. It's April. And it's yeah. already April, damn, April 11th. 11th. <laughs> yeah. It's bonkers. God, what? And we all wished January away, didn't we? Oh, no. We should have been in, lapping it up. I probably should have just soaked it up. Mm-hmm. I, do, <laughs> and, I do. I wish I could go back. And quit really my do. complaining and been like, yes, I love January. I'm never going to take January for granted again. No. I'd be like going out every day, maxing credit cards because I can't use them now. All of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. Uh, well, I actually wasn't working in January as well. So, like, I really wanted oh. it to hurry up. And now it feels bizarre where I am but yes where everyone is of course uh but yeah we're going to be talking about 
rom-coms because we're doing a little bit of a theme right now we've done the 90s which you would have heard by now we're going to do the noughties and then we might do the 80s i'll do the 80s i love the 80s i think that's about i think that's about it is it because there's not many 70s rom-coms i don't think that was like Um, a thing back then it's not they're not as popular i mean like I was saying earlier, though, my favorite movie is from 1940, which is a rom-com. So, like, they were really big back then, and then they kind of faded, and then they kind of pumped back mm-hmm. up again. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, we can okay. thank Nora Ephron for that. <laughs> yes. As I was going to say, I've just Googled 70s rom-coms, and all I can see is Woody Allen. So yeah. Like, yeah. Harold and Maud, though, that's a great film. Harold mm-hmm. and Maud is a fantastic yes. rom-com. Oh, I've not I seen it. I absolutely love that. That's it's, a Courtney oh, favorite. you love right? it. Yes, that is a Courtney favorite. Yeah. It is. It's... It's just nice. Mm-hmm. And lush. Hmm. And Grease. Would you say Grease is a rom-com? Uh, uh, I would. I would yeah. say it's like a rom-com musical. Yeah. I think musical first, I guess. Is the I thing. think musical mm-hmm. first, yeah, for sure. I think sure. most musicals are rom-coms, aren't they? Well, I suppose on Chicago. A lot of no, them are. I, it's a mix. God, I love that movie. Maybe it's rom-com in a sadistic way, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. I just killed um, him, you know, seven times. He vanished in my knife. <laughs> I love that bit. Do you remember when Glee redid that song? I sure do. No. That was a very yeah. problematic time. Though. Essentially, the storyline was that um, Coach Beast was actually being abused by her husband or partner, and they decided to do cell block tango to talk about it. And when I watched it, I was like, oh my what God. the fuck is happening right now? And then luckily, <laughs> at the end of it, Mr. Shoe was like, what the fuck are you doing? Thank God. This is really inappropriate. And then they do this beautiful rendition of Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine. It's absolutely lovely. I remember that. Um, but yeah, it was very, very That's short. more I'm, appropriate than yeah. Indeed. I mean, I'm still watching Glee. I'm watching it very slowly. I mean, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching mm-hmm. it. Um, but I watched an episode last night and they did a cover of What Does the Fox Say? I remember. I think I remember that. And I generally don't think I'm going to be able to watch it again for two months. <laughs> I, I need what to see the it though. I'm gonna, that's huge. I, they, and they have puppets that are based on themselves and they are wearing masks and they are singing What Does the Fox Say? And they are belting it out. There is harmonies and all sorts. Oh my god. I just can't. Surely the actors should have been getting their scripts and saying, What Ryan Murphy, what the fuck is going on here? Honestly, I know you don't care about I, us anymore. Do I know you've got six other shows, but come on, man. Oh, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> okay, so let's start our rom com journey in the year 2000. And we're going to start with the film starring Mel Gibson. It is What Women Want. Um, mm hmm. I like this when I was young. Obviously, it's directed by Nancy Myers, who I love. Um, and I did like this because I thought, did think it was quite funny that a man could listen to women's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I think it's quite a torturous method as well. Like, if Scott had to listen to my thoughts all day, <laughs> he might get shit done. Um, but yeah, I mean, did you guys see this? What did you think of it? I did. I think I saw it when it came out because we used to have movie Fridays at home at my house. And we'd rent a movie from Blockbuster. Was Blockbuster still around in 2000? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Was it? Yeah. So we would rent movies, and my mom was a big Mel Gibson fan. So uh, I remember enjoying it back then. I haven't seen it since. Mm. But yeah, I it's one it of those I'll have to revision. I don't know if it's one that will have aged well. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great back then either, was it? But no, to be fair, no. I think it was very, very um, yeah. 
man you know it was a, it was like a man rom-com wasn't it i think that mineral twang quite yeah funny. and obviously mel gibson too he has not aged well exactly so. i struggle mm-hmm. to like and i you like I don't want to say I like Mel Gibson, but I like Mel Gibson. You know what I mean? Like, I like him as an actor. I know what you mean, yeah. Mm. Um, I struggle to think of him in a rom-com. Like, I think of, like, I get that he's, like, sexy, but I think, like, Braveheart sexy. Yeah. Not, yeah. like, yeah, rom-com he's very, he's very sexy. He's the time, isn't he? That kind of 80s, yeah. 90s, like, bad yeah. boy. Yeah, I like, think of him weapon, as... Like, yeah, I think of him as Lethal Weapon. Yeah, so exactly. That's, it, yeah. I think of, like, grungy, dirty, not clean-cut. Yeah, at all. It's um, Logan Lerman is in this film. Yeah, he's like a child. Oh, he's got to be a little baby. Well, he's, I was gonna say he's probably a little babe. He plays a younger version of uh, Mel Gibson, which is that's hilarious crazy. for so many reasons. <laughs> um, when they said they were going to release a uh, alternative version of this where the woman would hear the man's thoughts, I was actually quite excited because I thought it was going to be quite interesting. Cameron Diaz was actually meant to be the lead character. And then he got changed to Taraji P. Henson. But that What Men Want was not good at all. Oh, I've not seen it. It was cheesy. It it was just such a shame because I thought the concept would be quite interesting, but it just did not go very well. And was quite cheesy. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, 2000, there's not really much going on. You've got Coyote Ugly. Oh my God, I love it. I wasn't sure whether this was a rom-com. Would you say? What's the movie? I missed it. (laughs) Coyote Ugly. I never even seen that. Have you not? No. That's good. I don't know why I'm saying that because I watched it like a month ago. No <laughs> room to judge. I don't. All I know about this film is that the girls look really sexy, and it had that Leanne Ryan song in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not That's seen it in ages, but I think it is sort of like a romance slash. I think even musical. I feel like there's a lot of song and dance. Mm-hmm. It's all right. I, my mom. Yeah, I mean, my mom the, really likes the it. Le- the lead characters are like that. They're very lovey-dovey, aren't they? Yeah. But again, I don't think this is age well as well because he gets really pissed off at her for dancing at this bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the premise of like their cl- conflict storyline. Is that she's like, I can't remember. He says says something to her like shaking her ass or something at a bar. Um, but that's when they like break up. Um, or like there's a raunchy move or something like that. Or like I think there's water on her or something. And mm-hmm. he gets really annoyed, leaves, and called, basically calls her like a slut or something. And I was like, why have you give, taken him back? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not aged well. No. I think a lot of um, these won't. <laughs> a lot no, of these we're won't. We're going to see a running theme throughout this. Mm. Funnily enough, with Coyote Ugly, Kevin Smith <gasps> did a rewrite of this film. Oh. Really? Yes. Yes, he did a rewrite of this film, um, but obviously it wasn't credited because the stupid writers Guild of America, they do this all the time. So they did it with bloody... Poor Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's, but he's yeah, been he really... actually, um, he rewrote the film and um, it, apparently the original really doesn't resemble the final film. So Kevin Smith essentially wrote Coyote Ugly. Oh my God, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love Coyote Ugly. I saw, um, when I went to go see Wicked in London, um, the guy... The lead guy in that was in the the play that I got to see. I was so excited. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, I know him. <laughs> okay, did you guys ever see a film called Down to You? Nope. Is that the Ewan if... McGregor? No, 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 no. That is coming up later. 
This ah. one starred Freddie Prince Jr. and Julia Stiles. Ah, no, I've not seen it. Am I ringing any bells? Mm-mm. No, but they're like king and queen of rom-coms Rom-coms, for a period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freddie Especially Prince Jr. is just so lovely. He's uh, just so lovely. Relationship goals oh, yeah. with him. And, uh, oh, my God. They're still and together. he's got such a dad look to him now. I'm pretty sure I said this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But I just have to say it again. He's just so lovely. Um, there's a massive cast in this Selma Blair, uh, Ashton Kutcher, Rosaria Darson. Um, essentially, what they wanted to do was take the success from She's All That mm. and 10 Things I Hear About You and kind of like mash it together. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really work, but I do like this film. It's quite cute. Um, they meet in college, they start dating, and she's an aspiring artist and he is something else. Um, but there's this really cute moment in there where Julia Stiles, again, they're trying to encapsulate the 10 things I hate about you success. She does a Heath Ledger-like performance where she sings Al Green, Let's Stay Together, mm. with a Paul cue as a microphone. Um, and it's quite sweet, it's quite cute, and I do like them together. I just kind of, I don't know about you, but Julia Stiles is just such a strong leading lady for me. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not, probably she's not like the most prettiest actress in the world, but she's got so much range in her that it's so interesting to see her on the screen. Like when she was in Hustlers, I was really excited. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, there she is, she's back. I haven't seen that yet. We just put that on our queue yesterday. Hi. I'm so excited. You're gonna love it. I can't wait. I cannot Get wait. Ready. Get ready. Um, another one from 2000 was High Fidelity. I love High Fidelity so much. <laughs> so this is based on the book by Nick Hornby. Um, a lot of people were quite pissed off at the time because it's a British book, but they made it into a American film. Mm as they do with many things. Um, how do you guys feel about this film? I love it with my whole heart and soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, John Cusack is um, one of my go-tos for sure. Like, I just think he's so strong. And that cast is really great too. Um, Jack Black. Jack Black is mm. amazing in this film. Jack Black's so good in it. And then they made the TV show, which I haven't got to see yet. Does the TV show, is that the one that stars Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, I really yes. want to watch it. But we yeah, don't get really good. What? Yeah. Can you do yeah. like? Oh, I probably shouldn't even say it on a podcast. It's like you do the VPN switch over and go to <laughs> America's. <laughs> the show is called Not Having It All and Not Having the Means to Watch. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially now, I don't see what the big deal is. But someone said to me it's because Hulu have a lot of deals with like Channel Four and some of our networks over here. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it's very annoying. Um, I do like High Fidelity. I like the whole kind of thing where he kind of looks back and sees how his past relationships have failed and kind of like seeks them out. I mean, if one of my exes contacted me and he was like, yeah, me and my girlfriend just broke up and I'm kind of like looking to see what went wrong, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not a supporting role in your life story. <laughs> Jack Black is cute in this film. I'm telling you now, when we talk about the holiday, Jack Black is an unlikely rom-com hero. He is. He is. He He absolutely is. There's also another unlikely out of the holiday, which I'll talk about because... Oh. Mm. We're going to talk about the holiday for like 15 minutes. I am already (laughs) predicting it. Um, we also had, in 2000, uh, Miss Congeniality, which we spoke about on the show before, Um, but... The story, the love story between uh, Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt is so lovely. And I was mm-hmm. gutted when he didn't come back for the second Same. Mm-hmm. I have Same. such so a crush on Benjamin Bratt. He is so... He was so gorgeous. He's so handsome. Uh, like, so handsome. Chiseled. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? I just love because Julia Roberts was dating him when she won her Oscar, and oh when she kisses him, when she says thank, oh, it's it's so lovely, it's so lovely. Um, and then we're going to move on to two thousand and one. Oh, there's a two thousand and one that I'm going to go ham about. Oh gosh! At least I'm I excited. hope you bring it up. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, well, the first one I'm going to bring up is Bridget Jones's Diary, mm-hmm. which is quite a classic of that decade, especially in England. Um, Everyone went crazy about this film when it came out. I mean, I was only 10, but it was just all people talked about. It must have just been, like, the most popular thing going. And is it based on a column? I think it's a book. I thought it's a book series. Yeah, they're a book series. Okay, it's a book series. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone went mad for it. Now, this is the only film, we discussed this last week as well, but this is the only film where I don't fancy Hugh Grant. yeah. I just hate that character. Mm. Yes, I agree. He's it. slimy. He's yeah. just so yeah. horrendous. Daniel Cleaver, it just sounds like a serial killer as well. Maybe True. Cleaver. <laughs> the Cleaver. Cleaver. It's just too much. Um, I mean, Mark Darcy is a ridiculous character, and he is a little bit, you know, I don't know how over, to say it. But... Yeah. Over the top, a little bit. Yeah. I do have a crush a on bit. him, though. Obviously. Oh, yes. Of course. Is that Honestly... Any time that that man is in a movie, I'm like, yep. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what age. Oh, no matter Bridget what age. Jones. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I do. I do love Bridget Jones. I think the one thing that still makes me laugh, though, is that she is a successful woman who works in publishing, who lives in central London, and we're supposed to be like, oh, she's so pathetic. She doesn't have. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's such a good point. That's such a good point, actually. Like, she's living her best life, but yeah. Literally, like the plot, the, the plot description is like Bridget Jones is thirty-two, single, <laughs> engagingly imperfect, worried about her weight. She works at a publishing company in London. Um, you must have been, you know, focused on other things to get to that point in your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's rich. Oh my gosh, she is rich because her parents are rich as mm-hmm. well, aren't they? When they go to the parents' house, the parents' house is banging. Yeah, so unless good. her parents are th- those parents that are like, I'm not giving you anything. I'm cutting you off do it yourself yeah 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 my parents did that <laughs> they didn't have anything to give but you know <laughs> no i do i do like bridget jones it's not something that i like will watch very often but just mainly because sometimes i find it really cringy mm. and i'm kind of like yeah a little bit about it um do you want to hear about some of the alternative actresses that were considered for bridget jones yeah please so do because i think y'all are going to be shocked um, so Kate Winslet was considered, but she was too young, according to the producers. Yeah. Okay. Also considered was Helena Bonham Carter, Kate Blanchett, <laughs> Rachel Wise, and Cameron Diaz. No. Cameron Diaz is Bridget no. Jones. No, 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 no. no. Can you believe it? The also, only one I buy is Kate Winslet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. only one I could see doing it would be Kate Winslet. Though I wouldn't be opposed to watching Helena Bonham Carter as Bridget. I think that could be really interesting. interesting. Yeah, it would be different, for sure. It would definitely be different. Toni Collette was offered the role, and she had to turn it down because she was doing Broadway. Wow. Toni Collette as Bridget Jones. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that, yeah. I could see that. I I didn't realise as well that Renee Zellweger wasn't british as well for the longest time you know when i found out when she won her oscar and then out came this like texan-ish accent and i was oh, like yeah. what's going on <laughs> that ridiculous speech. i was like what is happening 
And it's a thick Texas accent, too. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it was that thick until she was doing, like, press tours and stuff. I'm like, girl, yeah. where did this come from? I, mm. For some reason, at one point, I thought she was Australian. Hmm. I, could, I, I could probably see that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, don't, I, I think anyone who's just pictured with Nicole Kidman, like, oh, it must be Australian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorites from 2001 that I watched so many times is The Wedding Planner. And I'm going to say this now. Julie Roberts, I think, was the hero of 90s rom-coms. I think Jennifer Lopez is the hero of the noughties rom-coms. And I'm going to begin this essay with The Wedding Planner. (laughs) Now, The Wedding Planner is a bit ridiculous, as all rom-coms mainly are. Jennifer Lopez is a wedding planner. She's planning the wedding of Matthew McConaughey. And then, of course, what happens? They fall in love, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, highly inappropriate. (laughs) However, there is... Is this the film? So Justin Chambers is in this film and he's so lovely. He's so sweet. He's absolutely besotted with Jennifer Lopez. And essentially what happens and breaks down is obviously Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez fall in love. And then for some reason, Justin Chambers proposes to Jennifer Lawrence and they end up trying to get married. And I can't remember why, (laughs) but it's very sad because I just remember watching the film thinking, why did she marry him? She should have married Justin Chambers. <laughs> but yeah, but that's my thoughts. Anyone, did anyone else see this film? Why am I on my own? Yeah, I, I did. I probably saw it years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think I saw it when it was like on TV or something. I just remember Matthew McConaughey's little glasses. It's a tiny glass, yeah. <laughs> tiny glasses. What was that about, honestly? Could we not afford additional material for these glasses? I don't know. I my dad still fad. wears glasses like that. And I'm like, you can do it just a little bigger. Just a little bigger. <laughs> remember i'm trying to remember now like why she tried to marry him i think it's some i'm sure it was something to do with the green card i really can't remember um anyhow but yeah i I did like this film and i thought it was really typical just rom-com and lovely and just ridiculous and she's planning his wedding and yet he's falling in love with her um and that's probably the first one I saw of Matthew McConaughey. He's a he's pretty big in a lot of the rom coms mm, yeah. in the two thousands too. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Especially this one. Out of um, men, yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, before Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey joined this film, it was meant to be Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince <gasps> Jr. I would have loved yeah. that. That is the only version I want now. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that. Oh, remake so yeah remake, remake. Right. they can do it now they still look great they, yeah. yeah they still look wonderful they live in hollywood of course they look good true <laughs> um a 2001 film that's a little bit funny a little bit daft is shallow how the concept of this film is ridiculous no yeah it is um jack black plays a guy who is Hal. And somehow, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to. Oh god, speak. that movie. Basically, somehow he, what happens? Does he get hypnotized? Yeah, he gets hypnotized, mm. and essentially, any woman who is ugly, he sees as beautiful, and any woman who is beautiful, he sees as ugly. So he falls in love with Gwyneth Paltrow, who's actually big and fat and not very good looking due to traditional terms in 2001 by the way um 
It's a ridiculous film. I had to mention it, though. Courtney, what are your thoughts? You look very angry. I, first of all, I do not like Gwyneth Paltrow, which is not, like, a controversial opinion, of course. But yeah. she recently, like, I read something where she was like, I just, when I was in the fat suit, like, people were staring at me and I felt so ugly and all this. It's like, boo-hoo, <laughs> you're gorgeous. It's clearly a fat suit. Like, shut up. But, yeah, I can't, I can't believe this movie got made, even in 2001. Uh, yeah, I cannot yeah, believe no, I it agree. got made. It's the worst. I absolutely agree. I hate it. Do you want to know who directed it? Who? The Ferrelli brothers. Oh, really? <sighs> well. The uh, Oscar winners off the Green Book. <laughs> Somehow that doesn't surprise me. No. Oh, God. <laughs> they, also, <laughs> they also directed Be Myself and Irene that came out in 2000 as well, oh, which is mm. another ridiculous film. Oh, I've yeah. Which is also well, I believe you. Riding in Cars with Boys. Now, I put this on the list and I wasn't sure if you guys would agree with me because this is the Drew Barrymore film and it also stars Brittany Murphy. This film made me cry so hard and I don't know whether it is a rom-com or not, but there are elements of it being romantic. So, mm. have you guys seen this? I no. have. That one passed my radar, unfortunately. I have seen it, but the fact that I only remember being sad when watching it probably means that I blocked it out of, like, it's <laughs> yeah. just gone. For it's that a reason. very traumatic film. Yeah, I think I remember it. It being... basically follows like the life of Drew Barrymore from like the, the, from the sixties all the way to the eighties, mm. and about her son and her children and her life, and it is really sad. Um, but I thought I'd pop it on the list anyway, maybe just to mention it. But um, but yeah, I thought I'd just pop that in there. Um, okay, another from two thousand one is Serendipity. Have I said that right? Serendipity you did. is my best friend's film, so I've seen it so many times. So this is John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Yep. I've not seen this film. Do you want to give us a little bit of info about it? Yeah. I know that everyone tells me to watch it because it's a Christmas film too, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it's just it's a really cute film about how John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale meet. And I'm, I think he like wants to ask her out or like kind of initiate some sort of, oh, let's get together. And they're at a store and she's like buying something. She's paying for it. And then the change that she gives, she writes something on the note and then gives it back I think gives it back to the shopkeeper or something. It's like, if this note finds its way back to you, then we'll go out. Like, it's that sort of idea of it being serendipitous. Like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And so the whole film... Freaking hell, that's a long shot, though. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. That's a real long it shot. It is, yeah. But, you, like, it's like a, like a, as rom-com-y as you would expect a rom-com to yeah. be. It's, um, of course. And it is just that idea that, you know, like what is meant to be is meant to be which you know a lot of people are into i don't know if i'm quite there yet because it feels like leaving far too much to fate but yeah yeah it's like a cute is this the movie does, does this movie have like a ice skating scene where then all of a sudden it's it's serendipitous that it starts snowing yeah all right yeah i think i've seen this many many years ago <laughs> yeah it's one of those like that always flies under the radar but everyone sort of kind of watched it or yeah. come across it but it's never brought up yeah um but it's cute it is sort of a christmasy film too so i might have to give it a try mm. it's got quite a cool cool cast as well molly shannon jeremy piven mm. john corbett you know i love john corbett okay and then lastly on our 2001 list i don't know if this is the one that you wanted rachel it better legally be legally blonde no you're missing one ah okay let's talk about legally blonde first so, <laughs> okay legally blonde sorry i've got something in my eye and it's like super bothering me now i've probably got like mascara all under oh god this is amazing <laughs> fantastic um yes yeah, so legally blonde now 
for me, when I put this on the list, I didn't agree that it was a rom-com. Because for, for me, Legally Blonde is about like a personal journey. Yeah. Elle Wood's kind of like overcome, overcoming her fear, overcoming the fact that she did essentially go to Harvard for a boy. But then she's made a career out of herself and she's made friendships and she's kind of become a more well-rounded person. But then I did think that the love story between her and Luke Wilson is quite lovely. Mm-hmm. And Luke Wilson also is very lovely. I love Luke Wilson. Same. Absolutely adore him. Um, I said, I mean, what do you guys think? Is it a rom-com? Would you agree? I don't think I, don't think I would class it as a rom-com. Not because I don't believe that love story between them, but just because it's always second in my mind to what the actual film is about which like you said is this kind of like self-development journey like becoming the best version of herself women's empowerment even I think I would probably put well ahead of it being a rom-com but I can see it I don't hate that people think it's a rom-com yeah no I understand you're loving finding the way to love yourself so it's like a purist (laughs) rom-com Like a self-rom-com. Yeah. yeah. Like we need that. more self-rom-coms. <laughs> I like that. A self-rom-com. Um, okay, Rachel, which 2001 one did I miss? One well, one. this one might be a self-rom-com as well, but The Princess Diaries. <gasps> yes! Oh, yes! Yes! Yeah. Oh, so so I said in, in our Rian Pictures team, I said, should I add this to the list? And F, people were kind of like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I would. But the love story within this is so sweet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she does kind of yeah. go for the methods of like loving the popular guy and trying to get the foot pop and then meet, realizing that love was kind of like underneath her kind of like. But then he did. To come a back. Schwartzman. To a Schwartzman. That whole family. Then he did come back and she's like rollicking around with Chris Pine. I was oh, so I was sad. So I can't be mad at though because I love Chris Pine, so I'm not mad at it. I love Chris Pine too, <laughs> yeah. but I was so sad that he didn't return. I'm like. Has anyone read the books? Like, does he... Do they stay together? Does anyone know? Like, what the... I don't I didn't, I've never read the books. I honestly had no idea it was a book until right now. <laughs> There's, like... How many yeah. books are there? Is there a ton? It's a series. There are a few, yeah. By Meg Cabot, Oh, my gosh. I'm a big Princess Diaries fan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there are a fair few. Okay, I'm just reading now. Michael Moshkovitz. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It looks like they do end up together in the end. Good. Oh, good. Good, then all my fantasies are coming true. <laughs> I think so. It's it canon! Like, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I love The Princess Diaries, and I think we're going to do a Princess Diaries special podcast soon because it's Ooh. such a heartwarming film. And the second one's actually quite lovely. It really and is. I think the second the true, one, too. The true romance in The Princess Diaries films are not Anne Hathaway. It is no. all about Julie Andrews. It's Julie Andrews, for sure, with... Um, John Leguizamo. Hector Elizondo. Why do I always get Hector (laughs) Elizondo and John Leguizamo confused? They're not even, like, I don't understand that. They don't look alike. They don't sound alike. (laughs) Happens all the time. (laughs) He's lovely. He's so lovely. Also, I forgot, yeah, Mandy Moore's in that. She was pretty um, up there on some rom-coms, too, in the 2000s. She was? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a walk to remember coming up. Don't you worry. Is that a a rom-com? There's Chasing Liberty. There's romance. It's a rom. It's not a comedy. It's sad. It's so funny. She's dying. (laughs) I'm going to date her for two months. (laughs) Put in Chasing... You can do Chasing Liberty. That was was her and... um, Oh my gosh, what is his name? Matthew Good? He was in... 
Yeah, he was a leap year. They're good. Yeah. yeah. I don't see them in like being the same age, but they probably are, mm-hmm. aren't they? Chasing Liberty reminds me of, I just rewatched um, Roman Holiday. So it's, they're kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, I like Roman very Holiday. similar. Yeah, I see that. Well, that wraps up 2001. Moving on to 2002, we are going to begin with Britney Spears' Crossroads. Everyone laughs at this film, but I bloody love no, it. And this same. was a film I could not see for ages because, like, I, like, like I've said before, before on the show, back then, if you didn't have the DVD or the video, you couldn't watch it. And, like, we didn't have Sky Movies. Maybe we did. We didn't in our house. Um... But yes, Crossroads, which is... Everyone knows it's the Britney Spears film. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. It's fine. What do you guys think about Crossroads? It was probably my favourite film when I was that age. Because I was so obsessed <laughs> with Britney. Like, I was... I love Crossroads. I think we did have it on video because I, ha- I have watched it a fair f- couple times. Um, but yeah, it's just really cute and cheesy and completely unrealistic. And <laughs> if I watched it now, I'd be like, what is this? But I really yeah. like it. And it's got Zoe Saldana in it too, doesn't it? Yeah, Zoe mm. Zaldana and Taryn Manning, who is, of course, mm. um, from Orange is the New Black. They're the three main characters. Um, and I got really excited as well because I was like, oh, my God, Jamie Lynn Spears is playing the younger version of Britney Spears. Like, it was the most amazing cinematic thing <laughs> to ever happen yeah. in 2002. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I did love Crossroads. And... Um, Justin Long is also in the film because he's the one that is going to lose his virginity with Britney mm. or vice versa or the same same time um, and it doesn't happen and Kim Cattrall plays her mum I don't remember that that is hmm. bizarre yeah because you know when she like meets her mum and her mum like doesn't want anything oh, to do with yeah. her yeah 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 um, and obviously it gave us the iconic performance of Crossroads not Crossroads um, I Love Rock and Roll and what's the other song they sing in the car is it Cheryl Crow if it makes you happy I don't with remember. a like, proper belting out that song deserves a proper belting out because that one. Yeah, it does. Um, it was written by Shonda Rhimes. Huh? Really? It was wow. written by Shonda Rhimes. If anyone, uh, yeah. Good for her. <laughs> I feel like that woman dips her toes in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I was she's saying so this successful. Before, she's done a few strange bits and pieces. Yeah. And female director. So yeah. Just putting it out there. Um, so yeah, sticking with 2002, we're going to now move on to Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> this is... I've not seen it, but I Courtney oh, is God. reacting. Courtney and Rachel are just started crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a comedy, but it also is so sad at some tar- parts yeah. too. But it's, pr- it's my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson. It is just so, so good. I did a whole, like, I did this, like, online film class, and they did, it was about coloring and angling and stuff like that, and we talked about Punch Drunk Love for a complete, like, week. It's, there's so much to talk about. It's so good. Yeah, when everyone, I was just saying, when everyone's like, oh my god, Adam Sandler is a serious actor now because of Uncut Gems, I'm like, bitch, go watch Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Then watch Bedtime Stories. I'm kidding. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Courtney Cox is in that film. Leave her be. I love her. I went through this week where I watched all of Paul Thomas Anderson's films. It was the best week of my life, just saying. Yeah. And I remember when I got to Punch Struck Love, I was generally thinking, this is different. This is not Boogie Nights or Magnolia or all the other traumatic films I've sat through and watched. Yeah. Um, 
it is really lovely and it is dark and it, I love that it focuses on this kind of like social anxiety and the fact that Adam Sandler's character really struggles with just being himself because he comes from this overbearing family and he doesn't really know how to communicate and like he calls a phone sex line for company and the poor bugger like they nearly try and like extort money out of him yeah and philip seymour hoffman oh. is the manager at, of the phone sex line place and there's a brilliant scene between them two <laughs> is that the shut up scene <laughs> yes <laughs> so good it's me to Honestly. everyone that i work with lately <laughs> incredible film i and i completely agree when uncut gems come out and everyone spoke about adam sala and everyone said oh he's a serious actor he's gonna get an oscar i thought yeah but have you not seen punch love because that was the you know adam sala random movie back in 2002 so it wasn't oh, yeah. really a massive shock for me to see uncut gems i mean it was a little bit because it was uncut gems yeah but yeah it was very different but i i do love this film it's very wholesome mm. and it's very calming and yeah it's putting calm put it on my list oh my god i love it it's so good and just even if you look at things like um when you pay attention to where things are placed in the movie and what colors he chooses with the blues and the reds it's really really something crazy mm-hmm. i love it just even just the poster as well it's just a very calming mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful thing um, moving on to the sweetest thing. This is starring Cameron Diaz, um, Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate, and Selma Blair, and uh, it's quite a crazy one. Who's seen this film? No, not seen it. I have not. No. Oh God, it's one. It's. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a very wild film. The three characters are very confident. They're very out there. It's sexy. It's Cameron Diaz. It's, you know, it's. Um, it's it's really funny. I'd definitely give it a watch. I don't know about rom-com because I can't remember the the romance side of it. I just remember the comedy side of it. But Thomas Jane is in it and I used to have the biggest crush on him. Who's he? The biggest crush. Thomas Jane. He's he's uh he was like the original Punisher. Oh, I was thinking Thomas Hayden Church, who I also have a crush on, but I was really confused for a second. I was like, huh. Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church. Church. Every time I think of Thomas Hayden Church, I think of Tarzan. <laughs> Or no, I'm sorry, the George of the Jungle, yeah, wasn't it? George, that was yeah, yes. George of the yeah, Jungle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think You uh, had a crush on Thomas Hayden Church. Oh my god, yeah. I've when I wa- As in the the Sandman from Spider Man. Yes, and when I watch Easy A and he plays Emma Stone's teacher, I'm like, yeah, I see it. Oh gosh, no. Oh gosh. Heaven, heaven be with you, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Neha. I get it. Thank you, Paul. You but, would. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like his face is melting. At this point, no, our favorite really. men are Michael Shannon, yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe, and Thomas oh, Hayden Church. Yeah. Uh, you can see where this is going. Yeah, you're outvoted, Karis. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great to talk to you guys. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd give the sweetest thing a watch. It is, it is quite oh, funny. Good to know. Who has seen Two Weeks Notice? Um, two Weeks. Was that the Hugh Grant one? Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock. I think I... Oh, it's been some time. I oh, think yeah, I have. Is that either the one where she's pregnant or that they have to move out? Because I feel like... No. Oh, neither. <laughs> no one's pregnant and no one's oh, moving out. I've clearly no. not seen it then. Um, Sandra Bullock pray, plays... Uh, plays... Um, she's a lawyer, assistant. right? Or something? Yeah, she's a lawyer, but she kind of works alongside Hugh Grant and she basically gets so fed up with him, she's so annoyed with him that she decides to give her two weeks' notice. Um, and then during the two weeks, they obviously fall in love. Can you imagine falling in love in two weeks? 
No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No way. Um, Donald Trump is in this film. Just a little fun fact for you there. Cancelled. <laughs> uh, who has seen 40 Days and 40 Nights? That is a Harrison Ford one. That's... Ah. That one I've 40, seen. Is that the Harrison... Ford one or is that the no, Josh the Hartnett Josh one? one? So what's the Harrison the... Ford one with Anne Hesch? I don't know. Oh, I've seen that one, but I can't remember. Oh, hold on. Anne Hesch is six days, seven oh. nights. <laughs> yeah, that's when they're stranded on nice. the island. Same forty thing, days, sorry. forty nights. Isn't that the one where he like goes chased for Lent or something like that? Yeah. So basically, he chooses to abstain from any sexual content during Lent. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh, this could be they funny. They made a whole movie about it. Oh. <laughs> is it good? Is, I'll tell you what, though. I've got to mention something because Josh Hardner, bless him, his career is quite a strange one. I so absolutely weird. loved him in 2000s because he did Pearl Harbor, he did Black Hawk Down, mm-hmm. and then he's just kind of like, you know, dipping and diving in between stuff. He's like Sin C, Lucky Number 7, 30 Days a Night. And then I don't know what happened in 2010. But it just went downhill. And he disappeared for a long time until Penny Dreadful. Yes. And then now he's gone again. He's gone again. (laughs) And, like, there was one point where I hadn't heard about him for ages. And then I saw that he was dating Misha Barton. Hmm. No, Tamsin Tamsin Edgerton. Yeah, they're together now. But he was dating Misha Barton at one point. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was was super random. But um, yeah, he like he's got two kids with her, and he lives in he lives in England now. But yeah, I don't know if he's like retired, but he just has stopped. um, Yeah, Mm. he said he did take a break from acting. But um, but yeah, this film is not amazing. It's just typical Josh Hardnett, you know. The poster's really boyish. It's like him lying on his back and all the title font is coming from his groin area. But it is a rom-com. An erotic rom-com, apparently. <laughs> I didn't realise that was a genre. Moving on, we've got About a Boy. So cute. Now, this was, an, this was another one that I challenged with the team because I was like, is it a rom-com? I just... I, I think it, it is. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess it's just I see Hugh Grant and I'm like, it's a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love this movie. It's so cute. I remember watching it with my grandma when I was like 10 and I just loved it so much. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's just, the kid is so cute. And he is. They're, they're, that's the relationship that matters, obviously, in that movie. That's is him and I the kid. It. So it's a friend-com. A dad-com. Isn't that kid Nicholas Holt? Yeah. It is. Yeah. A little baby. That's so little cute. baby. I know, because when skins come out, that's all I knew about it. I was like, oh my God, it's the kid yeah. from Boy. <laughs> so new. I like it um, because, like you said, it's a rom-com between like him and the boy. Um, it's bonkers, you know, the fact that he just randomly starts becoming friends with his child. Um, I think Tony Collette is amazing mm-hmm. in this film. I think that... I like the storyline between him and Rachel Wise, even though it's kind of mad. Because doesn't he like pretend to like be? Doesn't he pretend to be? Um, he's in like a group or something, or am I thinking in another film? Connect with like single mothers. I or something. think so. Yeah, because isn't he using the kid at first? Yeah, so but then like, he genuinely starts to. Yeah, because doesn't she think that he's his kid? 
Yeah, yeah. And in the end, it's kind of like a big mess. Yeah. But I just love Nicholas Holt in this film when he tries to sing that bloody song mm. on stage. I just It just gives you such second-hand embarrassment. You're just like, oh, no, please, stop, stop. But, yeah, Hugh Grant's great in this film. He really is. Uh, moving on, we have Sweet Home Alabama. I only saw this uh, a couple of years ago. I, I don't know why it took me so long. Um, but this is the Reese Witherspoon film. Um, essentially, she is now a very successful uh, fashion designer. And it's that classic Hallmark movie mm. storyline of she has to go back to her hometown um, because she realises that she is still married to her high school sweetheart. <laughs> my, uh, my other favourite man is in that movie. Well, one of them. Josh Lucas. Ethan Embry. Oh, Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Please tell me you're a Grace and Frankie fan. I haven't seen it yet. I started it solely for him, so I need to get back to it and keep going. But, like, Ethan is from basically, like, my childhood with that thing you do and um, Sweet Home Alabama and Empire Records. Like, I love him so much. Do you know what I find really interesting about him is that he married his wife and then they got divorced and then two years later they decided to get married again. Hmm. Interesting. That's cute. I yeah. mean, he probably bulked up in that time, and now he's like pristine. <laughs> <laughs> he's so beautiful. When I met him a few years ago, oh my god, I almost melted. Like I almost died there just looking Aww. at him. Like, um, yeah, this film's really sweet. It's that classic kind of like high school love and kind of revisiting things and seeing like whether whether the person you kind of loved when you were like 16 you'd still be able to love now because like I don't know about you guys but I think when I see couples that I know have been together since school Mm. I am quite concerned I went to my very first friend wedding was uh, my friends who had been together since they were 15 yeah it depends there are some couples like one of my best friends she's been with her boyfriend since senior year of high school and he they went to the college we went to too um together and like perfect they're perfect but then you see other couples and you're like "Mm, girl i don't know about that (laughs) you might want to call that quits now yeah (laughs) yeah honestly i know about 10 couples that were together when we were in year nine and they are married now there's a couple for mine for Mm -hmm. my school that's like 15 years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 15 years together and for me, I don't, not that, like, I, I'm not a big fan of, you know, when people say, like, you should go sow your oats or whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose when you know, you know. But I think the person that I was when I was, like, 15 and the boyfriend I had at 15, the idea of being married to him now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. But I don't know, maybe it's different. But some people, they really do grow and change and yeah yeah. i mean with this movie in particular she becomes like a fashion designer and she becomes quite high strung and she kind of loses that kind of southern mentality Mm -hmm. about her but then with this film she kind of reconnects to it so maybe i don't know it's just something for me obviously i don't i'm not married to my high school sweetheart i'm not married at all just throwing that out there um it's just a strange dynamic for me it is a strange dynamic. yeah i see that yeah, mm. I think it's very cute though. And Dakota Fanning is a young Reese with a spoon. Mm. Oh, Josh, yeah, and is. Josh Lucas is super, super hot in that movie. Yes. Super hot. I've not seen him in anything else. Has he been in anything else that I know? Yeah, he was just recently in Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, oh, of course. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, he plays the really terrible man. <laughs> <laughs> he does. There's more than one. <laughs> 
tune in for the rest of our Naughty's rom-com picks coming up in part two and three. Thanks for listening to another episode of Not Having It All. If you like our little show, you can support us by subscribing to us on whichever po- podcast wow, podcast platform you fancy. You can also stay up to date with new episodes of the show by following us on Twitter at Not Having It Pod and on Instagram at Rianne Pictures. And maybe telling your friends about us. For a small podcast like us, recommendations are so helpful. We'll see you next week.